Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's a CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, we watch it so you don't have to. That's the way it's starting to go right now. 13 out of 15 for the Cubs they've now lost, and their eighth blowout loss in two weeks according to our friend John Greenberg. 7-1 to one, this one. Uh, yeah. To the Pirates, back-to-back losses. To Pittsburgh, who they now trail by three and a half games. Is that right in the division? I think Pittsburgh's up three and a half yeah, games. Yeah, something like that. It was, it was, I think it was two and a half was it coming in. two and a half in. coming yeah. into today? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Actually, I think it was two and a half yesterday. I am, so they might have four. It might be a four and a half. Wow. I am once again yeah, asking right. people in the chat, to tell us good news. Tell us something positive. Tell us how your day was. <laughs> yeah, how your night was. Did you watch this game or did you do something else productive? Nick G in the chat just coming in ripping, half, right. ripping the Band-Aid off. In the last three games, the Cubs have been outscored 23-1. to yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, Nick. The positivity. Positivity. Pack. He wants Pack. the positivity, the pain parlay. Summertime one Pack in the says, last one. Summertime Pack is in the chat. So yeah. Stay strong. So sorry. There's stay no strong. such thing as staying strong. We're all going to die someday anyway. At least he's got the draft this week. Yeah. yeah. At least the Bulls are actually competent. Yeah. But you I know. mean, I'm not big on Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert, would he'd be better than some of the Cubs right now. Isn't it crazy yeah, we, can finally say, we can finally say the Bulls are confident or competent? Yeah. For the last two years. The Cubs took their spot, bro. Ah, there you go. All right, Just, well. here, here, I'll give you something positive. We all know what it is. It's what I keep a focus on at all times. Two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Ended before and we didn't even have the pitch clock rolling like mm-hmm. the minor leagues. You know right. what? It almost, it almost got jinxed. It did. It Cody, Cody, Cody called it out in the ninth inning. I thought the rain was going to start. Yeah. Cody. But we got, it didn't happen. Didn't yeah, happen. No. It, you get a pass. It's this like time. it's like calling a no hitter. Yeah, you don't want to do it. You shouldn't Actually, do it. Do you believe in any of that stuff? Uh, like jinxes and stuff. Yeah, like, like you shouldn't say no hitter when a pitcher has the no hitter. Not really. I think it's ridiculous. I don't. No. I don't believe. I, I don't buy into that. But I do buy into the fact that if you say, "Hey, a game is going to end in under three hours," then that game will not end under three well, hours. Ninety nine percent of the time. I feel like every time I even think that. There was a, a moment where I jinxed something, and like we always like to make fun of me for doing this. <laughs> yes. But every time I say something is going to happen, or, <laughs> or like, oh, uh, this guy's playing well, then you know proceeds to give up a three-run bomb in a big moment, you know, something like that. Well, tonight I was getting ready to tweet, oh hey, Brandon Hughes, he's going to be here. Like he was, he had two outs, yeah. one guy on, I think, and. It looked like he was about to get out of the inning because the, the second out he made was a strikeout. And I was like, oh, he's not too bad of an inning. I, was get, I had it typed out, waiting for him to get the out so I could hit send. And he gives up like a, like a triple or a double or something yeah. so a run scores. I'm just like, I mean, what the – like, I don't even – that's, that's just a microcosm of like me just sucking. <laughs> like, I suck – at a lot of things, guys. Uh, oh, man. I can't say anything without repercussions coming when it comes to yeah. the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, uh, you, you did get lucky on the 
the hey, it's going to end before nine o'clock. And I we're did. Just I did get that like, one. The baseball gods gave me that one. Like, oh I feel good. God. I feel good. Now we're good. Well, yeah, yeah you get a pass on that one because it didn't come true, but. Well, okay. sometimes it's nice to win one. <laughs> to be perfect, you win that one. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it was two hours and 45 minutes. But for about an hour and 59 minutes of it, it felt like the longest game they played this year. Yeah. It really did. Like, they were hitting the ball to the wall. It just wasn't quite going out. Swarmer gave up the early runs, and it was just like, what else are we looking for tonight? Well, there was that point I told you. It was like, oh, we're on like a three-and-a-half-hour pace, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was slow at first. Yeah. So we got, got through it, two-hour, 45 minutes. Like, I would, I would say good. that, you know – Seven to one doesn't really describe this game. Like there were what there were like four or five warning shot yeah balls that were hit very hard. Wisdom almost had two tonight. Trade value yeah. up. Yeah, trade value up. Jack Andrew says the same Simmons. thing just now. <laughs> he he actually hit the ball in the air. Jason Hayward two hits tonight. Trade value perhaps I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But you know, there's some optimism for you. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. Well, speaking I'm, of I'm wisdom. Just saying. That means that he crushed that, like, 461 feet. Would it dong? It, it would have donged in every – it was 100% dong rate. Um, <laughs> and you was, don't get that very often. No, you don't. 100% and dong rate. it was, rate. through my stat cast research, the longest home run of the season by a Cubs hitter. Um, there's been – I mean, Contreras had a 453 uh, back in April. He also – Contreras has the other three top, like, distance home runs uh, besides Wisdom tonight. But, yeah, no um, – 461, he crushed that off the bat. He knew it was gone. And that, I mean, as far as positives for the offense, I mean, that was the only run that scored. Um, yeah, just just another one of those games where it's like just nothing kind of went right. Jack says he'd take anything for wisdom. Uh, you know, that's maybe a little yeah. bit – for me, it's a little bit harsh. I hear you, Jack. Like, I think you can get – He's some, not a piece of the future, but he's hit now 13, for 14 – what is that, 14 homers? 13. I think it's 13. That was his 13th, yeah, 13th home run, I 13th, think. 13th, yeah. I, uh, you know, power does have a value around the league. Um, the Cubs just don't have a lot of it. Again, I'm not going to say Patrick Wisdom makes the Cubs a great team or anything like that, but they don't have a, a lot of guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark, and he is certainly the one guy that yeah. can. Yeah, I mean, him, I mean Contreras has right, been right up yeah. there with him, but – you know, who knows how long Contreras Well, we know, left. yeah, he's not yeah, going to be yeah. here, so I don't know if Wisdom's um, going to or not. I mean, and he does play good defense. Yeah. I'm looking at, I mean, according to Spotrack, Wilson Contreras, or not Wilson, uh, Patrick Wisdom still has a few years of, of club control left. Um, so that's, if you're looking for a trade chip, um, a guy that has club control, like something else, teams value that, obviously, so that's obviously a plus for, if you're thinking about trading him, that's a plus. Um, but if you don't want to trade him, if the Cubs decide they want to keep him around, because I think he could be a productive bat for a contending team. I, I mean, he's 30, so that's going to decline as he gets older. But I think he can be a productive bat. He's obviously a really good third baseman, which I think third basemen tend to age better than, like, middle infielders or whatever. Um, so I think he, he – I mean, again, so if, if he can be productive and the Cubs think he, he can be productive, he's got a few years of club control left where, you know, if that next great Cubs team comes in a couple of years, uh, 2024, 2025, like that's, you know, wisdom could still be uh, a contributor, or a, you know, a piece of that team. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. I saw that, uh, you know, speak of the next great team, I saw that uh, my guy, the Catman's going to have Jed Hoyer on the show, on his radio show tomorrow morning. I'd be interested to see if any different quotes come out of that. Like if he, if he gets maybe – a hard question what he actually says because I do wonder what that timeline is that was asked about in the in the scrum at Wrigley Field like what how long are we talking now how, how long do they really think because I do think that pushing 100 losses this season could actually force their hands into being more aggressive you know, like, I mean, if you, That's you an can't, optimistic outlook there. You just sucky. can't, you can't have that happen too many years in a row. Like, people are too mad. Yeah. People are too angry right now for that to happen multiple years. And if you're going to trade away other guys, boy, there's going to have to be some other pieces that you're going to spend the money on. The money's going to have to be spent on somebody. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, clearly I'm frustrated. We're all frustrated in the chat, man. And I, we're at a point where I feel like we're going to, we're going to get similar answers from Jed Hoyer tomorrow. Maybe, maybe Cap, probably, uh, maybe Cap will get something out. He's going to ask the hard questions. That's why he's great at what he does. But, you know, I, I just I'm not gonna get my hopes up for that. But you know, as far as, you know, this chat right now, I've been reading the comments as far as wisdom and, and everything. Uh, I think you know I I think the Cubs can get. I think uh, Jack says top fifteen prospect in the farm. I think you can get well, a top I, fifteen, I, top twenty. If you get a team's top fifteen prospect, deal done. Yeah, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, for wisdom, yeah. Considering Just like how you got to begin based with? on age, really. Yeah, yeah, and I, and again, like he's he, he's actually younger than Anthony Rizzo. I mean, yeah, he just doesn't have the years of experience. He doesn't have the con, you know the consistency of what Anthony Rizzo. But we talked about yeah, how close. his numbers are very similar to Anthony Rizzo's this year. So I'm not saying that he's better than Anthony Rizzo or worse than Anthony Rizzo, but he's putting up similar numbers as him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're going to get the same type of haul you could get that you got for Anthony Rizzo last year, but I think you can get a top 15, top 20 guy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I that's like I think when discussions start happening for more trade, like we'll kind of see where the and also the market yeah. for a Patrick Wisdom trade will is. It will depend on what Wisdom's numbers are. Yeah, whenever that time comes, I mean, they certainly will be improved. At least, it'll probably really start around the All Star break and you know through the end of July. So. They've definitely I'm, improved in that time, like since, especially since the the, the knob switch. Yeah, they've improved so that maybe that I mean, yeah, those, helps with it. Those but. first couple of weeks in uh, those first couple of weeks in April, obviously, were not yeah. bad, and you know he, he's definitely been better since then. He's he's cut down on the strikeouts over the last month. Uh, the only thing about him that I will say that is, is you, he's just not a guy you're going to build your team around. He will give you power. He'll give you solid defense, and he's just—he's a good dude in the clubhouse. It seems like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's just—you're not—you're not getting a lot. You're not getting enough production out of him yeah. to say, "Oh, you're going to slam this guy in your lineup every day," you know, and and ride with it. But sure, he could get a couple starts a week, a defensive replacement if you absolutely have to, and. You know, on the good teams, they will play him whenever they, they believe they have the right matchup. The Cubs are forced to play him every day. I think if you put that guy on a good team and you just the, – the, the analytics departments of those teams look at when he has succeeded most, they will play him then. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And yeah. The Cubs are in a position where if <laughs> there's no one else better to play than Patrick Wisdom. So they're going to play him every day. Other teams, again, Patrick Wisdom would be a great depth piece. If there if there's a team out there desperate for a third baseman, I mean, I know the Angels are now that uh, Rendon is out. Padres might have some issues. Maybe the Padres. I, I don't know. I don't think those teams will be desperate for Patrick Wisdom, though. You know what I mean? But as far as a depth piece, I think you could get you could get one, maybe two solid pieces in return. So we'll see. Uh, I hate that we have to talk about it like that, but that is the facts. It, that is what it is. So them's the facts. Them's the facts. You know, I, yeah. also watching this game, uh, I also thought to myself, you know, really what you're looking at is three bullpen guys pitching for the Cubs. Yeah. Right. I I, I think I could be wrong, but I think it's clear to me that. Even in a small sample size, just with the two pitches, Swarmers, he's, he's got a better chance at being a bullpen piece someday. And lighter three innings, one earned run, four strikeouts, he looked good in that role today. Yeah. And Hughes has looked good in that role. Yep. I don't know that I'd say any of them are starting pitchers. No. no, no but you so. might be able to turn one or two of those guys into next year's Keegan Thompson role. Yeah, uh, I think Brandon Hughes, and, and again, like, we've seen him be very good. I mean, his major league debut was awesome, was awesome right? Seven, and that's probably um, the best we've seen him. But 
you know, he's had he's had some clunkers in there. He's had and he's had some good outings as well. I think coming into tonight, he had only given up one run in his last five appearances. So you know, you've seen good out of him. He's got a three point two four ERA on the season. Again, he's only been up for what a month. Yeah. So still a lot to see the rest of the year. And the thing about him that I like the most is that he's left-handed and homegrown. So I love I'm, to see it. I'm sorry. I, what are you jo- laughing about? Jo- are people making fun of me in the chat? No, 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 no. Joel. Joel, Joel Martinez? Said, he said, I'm drowning in cream right now and then had to add ice. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me. Sorry, I'm only, I'm only 25. Like, that's, 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 that's going to make me laugh. He's drowning in cream. Yeah. Mm. Ice cream. Cookie dough that, ice cream. Again, that, that cracked mm. me up a little bit. No, we'll get to um, the ice cream talk in a bit, I'm sure. I mean, we talked about it early, like, during the game where, you know, Schwarmer, like that slider and fastball coming from the same, you know, the same plane, the same release point can be deceptive, but then it's only two pitches. So right. once, once teams start, you know, kind of getting used to it, seeing him, getting better, just getting better scouting reports on him in general, but then seeing him one time through the order, you, you know, he's only got two pitches. I mean – I think you've seen it the last few times out. Is just like that. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think if he ha- if he had, I mean, he threw the changeup twice today, but that's not. You know, that doesn't mean right. a third pitch or he's developing. He if he if he had a couple pitches, a couple more pitches where, then the slider could play off the fastball so well because it is in the same slot, which can be deceptive. Then he has a better shot. But I just think as of right now, that the. the, the the only the ability to throw two pitches consistently well, it's just not it, it it's not as I guess maybe surprising to to opponents as it was the first couple of times out because he did have two quality starts his first time out or his first two times out. It hasn't been that way. So when you talk about Schwarmer as a multi inning guy, I think yeah. that's a potential scenario as just as far as how he's looked recently. Unless he something changes, he adds another pitch. There's there's he just does just has better outings, I don't, I don't see him as a long-term starting pitcher. And I just don't know how long it takes a big league pitcher to really develop a third pitch, like another pitch that he's comfortable at th- in throwing at the major yeah. league level. Like, how long does that really take? Like, certainly he's thrown a curveball in his life. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's never thrown a curveball or a changeup or something like that in his life. He has. But he's got to throw it at a major league level where he's confident throwing it that it's not going to get just rocked if he gets sent out there. And I don't know if that yeah. – you know, does it take an off season? Well, I talked to – Can he add one every year? I talked to Hadavi, Tommy Hadavi, uh not too long ago about a separate pitcher adding a different pitch, which, hey, keep on the lookout. Me and Brendan are oh, working on – Oh, that is what we call a tease. Me and Brendan Miller are working on something. Um, but just in general, kind of asked him about how hard it is to kind of implement a pitch in season – um, and he said it depends. The first step is to try to implement it and catch play. You know, guys start playing catch with it in between uh-huh. starts. Um, and then once they start feeling comfortable, they feel like it's consistently moving, then we take the step of putting it in the bullpen. And that timeline is different for every guy. Some guys it may take two days. Other guys it may take three weeks. It just really depends on the comfort level, what they can do, and plus what else and, and, what, and with what else we're working on with guys. So, I mean, just in that general, he was talking about how there are, there are various bullets they want to get through right. in between starts based on, you know, what happened in the last start, what they want guys to work on. And then one, you know, if they can't get through those bullets right. in between starts, and obviously they can't work on implementing a new pitch right. because they have to get through these other things. If they Still got to work on the things that he actually yes. can do at the major yes. league level. And if they do, then, then you can start working on and, and catch play and, and, you know, have just having them throw – uh, different pitches, and it's obviously not in a game setting, not even in a bullpen setting yet, but it's a way to get them, you know, to start understanding the the grip, the way they have to throw it, the release point, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I agree with him. It's just like it can be, you know, guys can pick up on. I mean, I've I played baseball. I have uh, friends that could pick up a new pitch within a couple of weeks, like or a few days of just throwing it, just constantly throwing it, and they got it right. Um, it's it's not it's not. Um, going to be the similar progression of everyone and that's why I think again with this particular pitcher we're talking about a particular pitch and that's kind of what the, the the gist of me and Tommy's conversation was but I think that goes for any pitcher trying to learn a new pitch in season it's just that if they can't get through these other things in between starts there's no reason to try to get implementing this new pitch type if the other things that you can already see aren't working haven't been addressed 
Right, and so. we will, we'll get to it a little bit later in the podcast, but two of the guys that we know have done that this season are Steele and Thompson, right? We've yeah. seen both of them kind of add to their repertoire yeah. a little bit, yeah. and it's made a huge difference for them. Yeah. You know, and, it, and so maybe yeah. that can happen for, for him. Who knows? I mean, yeah. If, if, if but right now he's not. Yeah. Right, he's probably yeah. not a starter. And, again, it all comes down to, like, he's a rookie, He's five with five starts now into his, into a big league career. Like, if he ends up just being a good multi inning weapon, like that's still a good position for him to be in. But I think if he has to, if he wants to be a starting pitcher for the long haul, an effective starting pitcher, it's just the the two pitch mix right now isn't working. So if there's ways they can implement a new pitch or to just fix some things with or work on some things with those two pitches and like find more success, then that's what has to happen. But as like you said, as of right now. I think it's trending towards where he's looking, looking more like a, a multi-inning reliever. Which, if again, if like we see Keegan Thompson have a lot of success out out of the bullpen, Justin Steele last year had a lot of success as a multi-inning guy. I mean, that that's definitely a role that is valuable in baseball these days is being able to go out and pitch, you know, cover multiple yeah. innings. So if that, I mean, even if that's the long-term plan for him. That's still not you know not a bad position to be in. It's still still worth him trying to develop yeah. the third pitch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely that too. No, it's not. It wouldn't help. It wouldn't, I don't think it would hurt him to no. try, even if it's not. He go, doesn't need to be you, Darvish. He no. doesn't have to have fifteen pitches, yeah. even if it's not <laughs> throwing it in game for a while. If he's in between starts, you know, again finishes those other things they want to work on, and then is starting to just kind of work it into bullpens or work it into catch play. That's yeah, that's that's good. That's obviously a positive and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but it's right like, like he's trying you know yeah i i feel like he's listen the cubs are exploring he's exploring everybody's exploring. just trying to find the diamond in the yeah. rough yeah. and maybe you're not going to get a diamond but maybe you'll get you know a cubic zirconium that looks pretty good <laughs> that you can put in there in middle relief at some point yeah but close enough yeah a knockoff that's close enough yeah because they can still produce for you right uh, we're getting a lot of comments in the chat, uh, you know, about, you know, the starting rotation, and I think it was Jack R. And he's like, how many more wins would this team have if Smiley, Miley, and Stroman stayed healthy? I mean, I've been – hope a lot. I've been saying that since, you know, last week. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it last week, you know, before, like, during and after that, that rant I went on, like, I, I specifically said, you know, this team should be better, but at the same time, the front office did not did not supplement enough to to add more depth, uh, and you know, that's just kind of the thing. But and the trick is, Cody, every team could say that about multiple players. For sure, for sure. I, I to me, I I'm at the point now where what sucks about Miley and Smiley is that, you know, Smiley was giving us. I wouldn't say a complete surprise, but he was giving Good. us, uh, you know, productive outings. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't like impressing you really, but he'd eat innings. He'd give you five innings more often than not. And, um, you know, I, then he got hurt and he hasn't been back since. And it's, it's really hurt the Cubs. Miley especially has really hurt the Cubs with, you know, just his, you know, his ability to eat innings. I think the Cubs probably, what, they have 25 wins? And what forty some losses? I would say they probably have thirty five wins if all three of those guys would stay healthy the entire had been had been stayed healthy all season, and and Stroman. I would say they'd have thirty five wins. They'd be what thirty five and like forty two, forty three, or whatever it is they have right now. I think that's I think that's possible. I again, I wouldn't like, think they would be above five hundred, but I think they would be right around what we what we saw after the three and 14 stretch and before the 10 game losing streak, they were a 500 team during that stretch. It's hurt. It's no question. It's hurt the Cubs record and no question. It's hurt the Cubs trade value for those guys. For sure. At the same time, if you were banking on your season being supported by Miley and Smiley, shame on you. If you're I agree. a I team agree. as big as the Chicago Cubs. Again, I'm saying that it would, a, it would have improved it. It wouldn't have made them a playoff team. Right. I, I'm, no I, and that, I don't, and I don't sailed, even know if like right? that record adds up to how many no, games they played. Like but 10 I, games, but, maybe? Yeah, I, w- I would say they probably have 10 more wins because a lot of these losses. Minimum five or six. Yeah. A lot of these losses have been because they haven't had any kind of consistency out of the rotation. 
I don't think it's wild for me to say that. No, you know, and my, it's hurt the bullpen, too, because the bullpen's had exactly. to pitch more. Now, spin zone, Cody, it also allowed you to see what Keegan Thompson True. and yeah. Justin Steele were really made of. Yeah, I mean, there have in been, a different role. in a way, there's been some positives out of it. But, again, you know, I still think that we'd all rather see this team at least be closer to 500 and, 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 and figuring this shit out. Super chat time. Super chat from Steven. He says, uh, what do you all feel about Hoyer in light of his recent interview? Do you feel angry or remain the same? Uh, are we talking about when he talked to the media over the weekend? Uh, yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, I, mean, Thursday we, I think that's what he's referring yeah. to. There, there was certainly um, anger from he, you, Cody, beforehand, so I would say you're probably – I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm guessing you're still angry. He didn't say a whole lot. No, I'm really glad he did at least – you know, I kind of said, like, if he's the guy I think he is, he's going to have to address – losing 10 straight games like yeah, yeah. He, he's got to go speak about this somebody from the organization at the top has to go out there and I'm going to guess it's not going to be Carter and it's not going to be Tom Ricketts so it's going to have to be Jed and he, and he did go out there now yeah. did he give any real other than saying yes we're disappointed and yes we hope to develop while we're rebuilding there weren't any earth shattering I don't know that I really expected him I, I didn't I didn't expect him to come out and say, uh, we just took five steps back. Like, yeah. the rebuild's going slow. When he was specifically asked that, he wasn't going to touch some of that stuff. Right. And, and specific players, he didn't want to really touch it too much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as far as your question, question Stephen, uh, in general, I am angry about a lot of things. And Again, there were no expectations for this team. We were, I mean, when we did our season predictions, I tried to will 87 wins into this team. And everyone else said that, like Stucky said 80, I think. Everyone else said anywhere between 75 and 79 wins. And the Cubs aren't even going to come close to that at this point. So, uh, yeah, I feel like we have the right to be angry because we were literally told this team would be competitive and, like, not a bottom feeder. We shouldn't be a bottom feeder with the market that we're in and the money that's available, the money that they're making off Cubs fans and all of that stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's the part. I'm very angry about, um, but in terms of the Hoyer interview, I'm just very, it's very whatever. I, I don't think we are really going to get any kind of real answer about a lot of these questions until after the trade deadline. I, I don't think we will. Uh, I hear you though, Steven, I I'm with you I on like you. Yeah, signings. Some of the signings have not been good. No. Uh, we don't know about say Suzuki. I mean, hopefully he's coming back and that will turn out to be a good signing. Have some of them not worked out very well yeah you could you could say that I mean I the problem is we don't know we don't know what's being told from the top down to Jed Hoyer down to David Ross we don't know the chain of command of like who's being told what we don't know if he's being told we have no idea if Jed Hoyer was like yeah we do want Correa you know Correa can we go get him we don't know if the answer was no we don't know if he never wanted Correa and was just like, I'm going to chop this down to nothing. We're not going to be able to judge Jed Hoyer's offseason last year for a couple years until you see what some of the prospects are. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. that's just, mm-hmm. that's just the truth. Now, did they do a lot of great moves? No, VR has been a complete bust. No question about that. Yeah. I would like to see Jed be asked by somebody, why is – Jason Hayward's still playing. Right. We understand the value he had to the or- this organization. We understand that he is a stand-up guy. He's beloved in the clubhouse. But the results aren't there. Are you upset that he's being played, or are you telling them to play him? Yeah. And I don't know that you'll get a straight answer, but I would like to see it at, at least, least be presented to him. Like, yeah. why, yeah. Is, why, is he, why is he starting every day? Yeah. That and do you, have a problem, question, do you have a problem with it? That should be the first question that David Kaplan should ask him tomorrow. 100%. I think that's the biggest question that everyone's wondering. It's the biggest frustration I have with this baseball team out Almost of Almost every Cubs fan, that's the question they want to know. And it's not, a, it's not a knock on Jason Hayward, the person. It's, no. it's, he's not a productive baseball player right now. now he had, did he have two hits it tonight? Hasn't he hasn't been. He had two hits tonight, and he made a nice catch. But I'm just saying, like... In general, he has not been a good baseball player. Yeah. No. And he uh, hasn't been since I don't think 2020 even, ended. Yeah. He just hasn't been. 
It's just that's why that's what it's uh, what's so frustrating about it. So yeah, no, I again I understand the frustration in the chat, and we're all frustrated, and we just and the reason that we're really frustrated is just because we just don't know, and that's not how things went in the first rebuild. We we were pretty much you know there was a lot of transparency, very open. And yeah, I mean, we just don't have that this time around. Yeah, to to Stephen's question, it's like I don't think anything Jed said on Thursday like changed my mind about what this process has been. Like I, it was very like, and I told Brennan and Corey this when I jumped on the podcast mm-hmm. later that night. But it's like a lot of the things that he said are are stuff we already knew or stuff I think we could kind of expect him to say. Like it wasn't a lot of groundbreaking information. Um, the, and then we, if you want to talk about the transparency, I will say like, I, I don't even know if that's changed at all, but I know there was the one point where, um, a reporter asked about, um, like a false losing has affected, I think it was like kind of the way, like if, if Wilson Contreras is going to be traded basically, um, he just said like, I'm not, you know, that's not, I'm not going to answer that question. And he's like. Have you talked to him about the future? And he's like, uh, he's like, I'm not going to ask about that or something like I that. I actually just, get was, that. You don't want to devalue the guy. No, and you, you, don't, and you, don't, want, you don't want to play your hand at all. No. Like, I, I think that's just... I get that. I, like, and I told him... And that's like, a lot why I said, you know, yeah. they probably won't get, answer any real questions that we want to know until after the deadline. Yeah. Well, and then, like, with the point of, like, transparency as far as, like, we don't know what the plan is. We don't know when the Cubs might compete again. I also think, and I, again, I said this to Brandon Cora, but I do think it is smart on his part to not put, like, a date on when the Cubs are going to be competitive, like, a year on when the Cubs are going to be competitive. Oh, yeah. If of he course says, it is. If it's not what we want to hear, oh, though. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. But if he says 2024 and then they're not competitive in 2024, then he's wrong. Criticism comes. People start questioning Jed's, you know, ability as a G- or, uh, a president of baseball operations, a front office member. They're already doing it, honestly. I mean, well, they already are, but I'm like, if he says 2024 and they're not competitive in 2024, that just completely blows up in his face. And we know how – Things happen in baseball. Guys get hurt. Yeah. Like sixty percent of the starting rotation is on the IL right now. Guys get hurt. You know, contracts don't work out. Prospects don't work out. Like that happens all the time. So if he's just wrong, then that opens up way more, way more scrutiny than if he just says like, "I." What he said is like, "I don't have a sense. I don't have a feel for the day, but I know it's going to get here." Then you know that that buys him like, as much as it like the the people, the fans don't want to hear it. That buys himself like, "Hey, you know, I never said twenty twenty three were going to be." I don't know, but it's just. It's Don't think for a second he's not crafty. No, yeah, he, he learned is. from Theo. Theo's the guy that said yeah. baseball's not linear. Yeah. You no, know? He's, so he's, the quote, the quote is, yeah. is Theo. And and again, me and Brennan, you know, Brennan actually brought up Theo, and I'm like, well, Theo's kind of one of a kind. Like, no, you can't. Even though Ted Hoyer was his GM for nine years or whatever it was, like that doesn't mean he could be Theo. Like Theo was kind of one of a kind when it came to talking to to people and talking to media. And PR, whatever it is, yeah. like he's one of a kind. He was like a, pro- he could have been a professional like PR person the way he talked. He might be the it's, next commissioner. <laughs> and it's hard to ask Jed to, to to talk in the same way as Theo because he's not Theo. Um, but so I learned from him. I think he learned some things. And as far as just not again not not playing your hand when you're in a competitive way, like if you're like you said, if you're devaluing. If you're if you're saying yeah we're gonna trade Wilson Contreras, well then, competitors know you're gonna trade Wilson Contreras. Like they they'll right. lowball you because they know you you're looking to get rid of him, right? Uh, it's just again going back to the question, um, the 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 interview, the media scrum like they didn't like change my mind because it wasn't anything that we already knew or already expected him to say. It wasn't a whole lot of groundbreaking information. Um, yeah. It, 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 I don't feel anger anyway, but it's just like nothing. Nothing that he said changed my mind either way, you know, one way or right. the other, about the direction of this club or anything. Uh, Cubs lose seven to one to the Pirates, uh, thirteen to fourteen. Spin zone, Cody. I think your bets did all right. Oh yeah, I mean I said earlier the pain parlay is one to know in its last one. I think it's two and three overall since I started the pain parlay. Uh, <laughs> If you rode the pain parlay, congratulations. You listened to CHGO Bets Daily today. Um, so, yeah, place that over on uh, my favorite app, guys, uh, PointsBet. I wake up every day. I roll over, grab my phone, open up PointsBet. You know why? 
because there's just something about waking up and looking at the lines. Like, it's a beautiful thing. And I love doing it on points bet. And I also love it because it's the best way to support CHGO. And if you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allCHGO.com and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. See an edge in the game you were watching is your favorite team, Prime for a comeback? Well, if it's the, if it's the Cubs, probably not. <laughs> Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it. Well, you have live. to be trailing to make a comeback. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you wanted to live bet the Cubs just, you know, for the sake of giving yourself more pain, more power to you. I've done it way too many times in my life. I'm done with it this year. Um, anyway, more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. It's a beautiful thing, folks. If you're a degenerate like me, the faster, the better. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. What are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game once the game starts. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. You guys know I started taking uh, the AG1. Long time ago, oh. right? Yeah, a couple you months ago. You mix it in with your Owen? Owen, AG1, and Cupcakes. I <laughs> worked that in. <laughs> the, ma- the three But really, macros. the reason was I, I wanted better Balance. gut health. I wanted more energy, you know, oh, so okay. I could sit through four-hour games sometimes late at night. Uh, an optimized immune system. Now I've been on it, and I love it. doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild and tropical. Look forward to taking it in the morning. Here's, here's the deal. Here's what it is. It's a scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing... 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens just to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things that really matter. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, and giddy up, there I go. Lifestyle-friendly, too. Keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. Investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. You hear that, Cody? Three Mm -hmm. bucks a day. Three bucks. With these gas prices, that's an incredible thing, folks. That's a deal. Uh, It recommended by professional athletes has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now, you can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition just a scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't have to take a handful of vitamins and supplements every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for those summer vacations for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Cubs to take ownership over your health, pick up the ultimate Daily Nutritional Insurance. Uh, Kevin, can you go up on the chat a little bit? Uh, somebody was saying, don't want to ask a stupid question or something like that, and it wasn't. Here's right there. Cole, Cole says, sorry if this, is a, if this is a dumb question. Are there any draft prospects going forward who look to be on the Cubs radar that are, are can't-miss type of players? Uh, first of all, Cole, no such thing as a dumb question on this podcast. Never. We spent two comments, two to five minutes yesterday talking about ice cream. And we're going to do it again that. tonight. Yeah. Comments, questions, whatever. <laughs> we're like, everybody's here for it. Like, there's yeah. different levels of questions. Like, I don't have an answer. It's, it's so not a dumb question. I don't have an answer for it. Like, yeah. I don't know. And I don't know that that exists like a can't-miss prospect. Like, yeah. What are they picking, like, seventh, seventh this year? Number one picks fail all the time in baseball. That's why... Mm-hmm. They are people are saying, like, got to win the lottery, get the first pick, got to get the first pick. I mean, would you rather have the first pick than the eighth pick? Yes. Mm -hmm. Just so you you get the guy that you're looking for. But it doesn't mean that you're necessarily getting a better player 
at the first pick than you are the fourth that pick. That so, said, I wish we had Jack Leiter instead of Mark Leiter Jr. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as an actual prospect, I'm, I'm going to be open and upfront. Like, I don't know. I have not followed, like, the, ja- the draft prospects. But, I, you know, as it gets closer, I'm going to at least try and get knowledgeable about it. I'm sure Corey and Brennan might have some. So when they go live in their next show, maybe ask there. Um, I just, I, I just. Steven says no decent pitcher in the top ten from what he's been researching a little bit. It's also so hard to project prospects. Just Mark because, be, yeah, <laughs> because mean, they're instead of Chris Bryant, they their yeah. progression through the mind, they won't. Whereas like an NBA. Guys go straight, you know, they will yeah. be in the NBA right away. Even NFL, like, there's a lot of guys that play right away. Baseball players, unless they're, like, Bryce Harper's level or, or some really good Like, Mark Pryor prospect. was up fast, but yeah. that's rare. That's rare. You know, guys spend years, like, at least a few years just, like. Whenever the Cubs drafted know. Jordan Wicks in the first round last year, though, a lot of experts projected him as someone who could who could be up very early. Not necessarily, not not this year, but, like, maybe 2023, yeah. though. I mean, Keith Law over at the Athletic. Today published a, a mock draft and has uh, Drew Jones out of Wesleyan High, a high schooler. Another high school kid. Um, well, that's not yeah, going to help right? your team right Outfielder. away. Outfielder, sure. Oh, this is the son of Andrew Jones. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I thought I heard the name. I'm all about taking the best guy. Honestly, yeah, I don't care if it's – when you're talking draft, take the best player. If he's up in five years, he's up in five years. They took a picture last year in the first round. I think this year they probably take a position player, I would I would, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. But, I think, but as far as can't miss guys, yeah, like that'll help right away. Look at the look at the Sox. They got lucky with Chris Sale. Then they tried to do the same thing with Crochet. Follow the same yeah. blueprint basically, and he's been hurt. Yeah, you know. So um, like it's so yeah. even the guys that look like they're really close to being major league ready mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to work out that way. Right. Okay. And IMG Academy is also like a high school, isn't it? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Academy. And this, so you got Drew Jones out of Wesleyan High in Sewanee, Georgia. Yeah, Andrew Jones' son. I knew I heard the name. Um, then number two in this mock draft, Jackson Holiday from Stillwater High in Oklahoma. And number three is Elijah Green from IMG Academy down in Florida. Well, so I, the top three aren't even, like, college players, according to this mock draft. So that's why it's so hard to, like, project it, because there are really good players in high school. They're obviously really good players in college, but it's just, like, it's so far, especially a high schooler, so far. I away know, from, but you know, and I normally n- right? never liked taking a major league player's son coming up, like thinking that he was going to be the next well, guy. I mean, Griffey worked out, and now recently you look at like the Blue Jays. Yeah, well, they they say but Drew Bichette's Jones. been really good. They say Drew but, Jones is really really good. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, I don't know if he's can't miss, but he's not a guy I don't think that would be helping yeah. you right away. But, I mean, like. You look at like Justin Steele. Biggio. Justin Steele was drafted when he was eighteen. Didn't come up till last year when he was twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five, almost twenty-six. He's an assist, assistant Seven for years. a long time. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's I a mean, lot of bus rides. There's a lot of just it's a, NBA draft. I think is the easiest one to look at. Like this guy should be good next yeah. at the next level. Like baseball is like I'm I mean, baseball at, drafts are hard. I'm looking at the Cubs' first round picks. Uh, you know, we can look back the last four years just because the rest of them we haven't we've, – we've already seen. Except we haven't – we never saw Alex Lange. Um, he was taking 2017 first-round pick. Uh, Brennan Little also. I think he's in AAA, though, and he's someone yeah. that I've heard could be a guy yeah, who they yeah. might call up this year. I, I know he's had some injury problems. I, I don't know. But last four, Jordan Wicks last year, Ed Howard the year before – Ryan Jensen taken in 2019, and then Nico Horner in 2018. I, you know, we still need to see a lot more from Nico Horner to say, oh, this guy was a great draft pick or, you know, whatever. But he, he seems projected to be at least a starting position player for the Cubs. And for realistically, years to come. put Madrigal on that list. Yeah, yeah, you can put him in there for they 2018. They didn't draft as him, well. but I mean. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, they, they also drafted did. Brennan Davis. I mean, if you look at the 2018 yeah. Cubs draft, it was. It, Right now, looks projected to be very, very good for mm-hmm. them. Um, but I am interested about Ryan Jensen a little bit. He's been in the system a few years. He he pitched in college. He's twenty uh, or no, he's not twenty seven. He's that was the round he was, or the overall pick overall. Uh, 
I, I what he's been in the system a few years. He play, played in college. It wasn't a high, a high school guy, so I am. And I'm interested to find out when the Cubs will give him a shot. You know, but yeah, I mean, basically what I'm saying is I think they've they've done very well in the first round overall. Honestly, the last decade, if you want to go back to the beginning of the rebuild, which we all know about some of the guys they right. took. So yeah, I think that I think I I know. Jordan Wicks was, was, uh, was the first Hoyer pick. I'm pretty sure Theo was still here when, when they took Ed Howard. But um, I think in the first round, at least, they've been able to, to find, f- find the right guys more often than not. So I, personally, I'm not incredibly worried about it. So. No, well, speaking of you know, prospects and, and draft picks and guys you're trying to develop, you know, Lighter came up to pitch today because Caleb Killian was uh, sent back to AAA, something we talked about in the pregame show. But, you know, I guess there's different ways to view his demotion back down to AAA. It sounds like, um, you know, the Cubs believe that's the right way to get him to turn his command around. I don't know if that has to do with confidence. I can only guess that there's maybe some confidence issues after two, two outings like that where it wasn't that he was getting – uh, blasted. It was more that he just couldn't control his yeah. pitches. He just couldn't find the strike zone. Um, and so, we'll go back down. I don't think it's the last we're going to see of him this season. No, not at all. I think he's certainly up after the trade deadline. But maybe they said to him between now and then, work on this. You know, work, go down, work with somebody on this, and, and build your confidence back up. I mean... I, was for, I would have liked to have seen him do it one more game, but I also wouldn't, I don't want him to pitch one more game, have the same result, and him to be kind of mentally shell-shocked yeah. by a third straight outing like that. Because his first one was really promising. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it on uh, the pregame show about it, you know. I'm kind of like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty indifferent about it because I think it would, mo- it would bother me more if the Cubs were in a competitive actually competitive and like in it or at least around 500 uh because if they were and then you add in a guy like that with that potential you're you're you know you're getting him valuable experience but this team stinks Uh, they're 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 like the wins and losses do not matter with the defense they're putting behind him jonathan vr giving him putting two errors out there to not help him yesterday it's kind of like he might, he might, he might have a better off in AAA. You know what I mean? And they again, should have played Simmons, and Simmons was better defensively tonight. He was he actually. He had, a, he had a really great play at second base tonight. Yeah, uh, but a couple didn't he? Yeah, a couple, a couple, yeah. he had a couple great plays tonight on, defensively. At least Andy hit a ball to the warning track. So hey, trade values up, guys. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is, is like, I personally don't want to see his confidence confidence get shattered or anything like that. So. What like what's the point? Like what like what is the point of having him here with all these dudes who he's not going to be playing with long term? Like, just let him go back down to Iowa, get some confidence, help him figure out his command, which we've seen over a long <laughs> a long span of time that he's been able to have, mm-hmm. and and see what happens. I I, I just. Uh, you know, again, on the flip side of that, like I wouldn't mind if he stayed. I'm just very indifferent about it. Yeah. it, it to me, it is what it is. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Tanya so. Harris summing up a lot of Cubs fans. I can't believe the Cubs are this bad. <laughs> Same. Yeah, that's that wraps it up. Right spin there. zone, spin zone for you guys. Uh, I just looked on Twitter, and apparently the Fire Tony chants are back on the South Side after they just are they blowing the blue, it over the there. Blue Jays just took the lead, three to two in the eighth. Oh man. So yeah, there's your, there's your spin zone, like the fire Tony. It's not chant. really a fan. It's not really a spin zone for me, but it helps. Let me hear your best fire Tony chant. You want me to scream fire Tony? No, I just want to hear your best fire Tony chant. <laughs> chant. Are you gonna do it tomorrow? Oh, Sox at the Sox tailgate. <laughs> yeah, are you gonna join in on the tailgate? The I'll CHGO join in on a tailgate? fire Tony chant. Yeah, if you're the- we all of us in this chat have to hate Tony Larusa too. That guy freaking just. I hated that guy when he was in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. I've, I've offered oh, yeah. it up many times to the CHGO Sox team over there. I said, we will trade for Tony LaRusso so that we can fire him for Jerry. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you you guys take Hayward, and we'll take Tony La Russa, and then we get to be the ones to fire him and end his career, which would be nice. Yeah. Sounds like a works out for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Hey, do you guys you know about Owen? Is it that stuff you eat with cupcakes? Or drink no, that's, that's frosting. Oh, is that oh, one of your uh, like? It's on the food pyramid, right? One of your, it your is, it is on the food pyramid. There's Athletic Greens, there's Owen, there's cupcakes, there's cake pops. Yeah. That's the food pyramid of the state. And there's, stuck my there's ice cream. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, anyways, I want to tell you about Owen, uh, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. And all their products are... Free of artificial ingredients. That's hard to find these days. Oh, yeah. Allergen-friendly. No gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. First heard about it because Bears quarterback QB1, Justin Fields, follows a plant-based diet. That's why he's going to be a freaking superstar starting this year, despite the fact that they have no offensive line, no wide receivers, and not much else. And they're the Bears. And they're the Bears. But <laughs> I still believe. <laughs> Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me and future superstar Justin Fields as we try Owen. Only what you need. Uh, all right, since we brought up Owen, real quickly. Ice cream. You know, we didn't. I, somebody on the chat said they were drowning in uh, ice cream. Yeah. And I think it was Katie early on said I had to go out and get ice cream. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't do it. We didn't do the ice cream social. And it's partially my fault because I just said, you know, it's you're going to get a cup full of puddle. By the time you get back, it's just going to be all melted. If you try to do it on a sugar cone or a waffle cone, you're you're just a mess. Your hands are just sticking to your computer all night. Tonight was one of those nights where you've got to have the ice cream in the house. You can't go get it. It's got to be in the freezer. We should have got Freezy Pop. I, I looked in there on accident oh, earlier, yeah, and there were Freezy sure. Pops in there. I'm probably going to have you one mean before the ice I stick out. things? Yeah, the Freezy Pop. Thing. Oh, yeah, I had one. I had the lemon. I didn't care for it. Uh, got to get that green. Yeah, the I green have, is the best. I wouldn't have the lemon one again. It, it, was, it tasted like uh, furniture polish a little bit. Joel says, can confirm the cream was indeed good. <laughs> what? There you go. Joel, what kind <laughs> of ice cream did you go with? Yeah, what yeah, kind? Curious. If you guys have a choice at home, like we, we've talked about, all right, we went to Cone. They had some different flavors that were pretty good. I had the honey ice cream with the graham cracker, and that was legit. Um, we it talked about our blizzards a little bit yesterday. Yeah. But if, if you're going to have a pint of ice cream at mm. home, what's it going to be in the freezer? I don't know if I'm big on pint of ice cream. I Ooh, man. You're going gallon? So, you're going straight gallon? No, we go <laughs> – I get, like, the cones, the, the chocolate cones, the caramel inside, little, like the peanuts on top. That's oh, like like the, a ch- like a nutty buddy. No, just like well, it's like no. A you're t- the, you're the talking the about cone. like the waffle cone with like yeah. the yeah yeah. I forget what those things are called. Sugar cone with ice cream yeah. and uh, nuts on top. Yeah. yeah, it's called a nutty buddy, isn't it? it? I thought a nutty buddy was like the the candy, not candy bar, but Stucky like the little chocolate know. He knows all his foods. I d- mm-hmm. I don't know. I was never big on those because I don't like mixing peanuts with my ice cream or sweets. I'm not. I'll do it. I don't like them in brownies. I don't like nutty buddies. All those chocolate wafers. Oh, my bad then. My dad gets us all the time. <laughs> I'll go ice cream sandwich. I'm going to go generic okay. like that. So I'll just, this isn't like what I do now, but I will just share that when I was a kid, growing up with my single mom, she always got like the gallon vanilla ice cream. There's and, nothing wrong with that. And we like, whether it was like watching a movie before bed or whatever, we would, I'd get like, you know, however many scoops she'd let me, or yeah, however right. many scoops I could get in before she told me to stop. Yeah. And then we, I'd put, like, Hershey's chocolate syrup oh, on top. Oh, yeah. And nice. then I'd eat it that way. Like, but these days, if I, if, I, I, if I buy a pint, which is usually what happens, yeah. it's usually Ben and & Jerry's, yes. and it's probably cookie dough. That's me, too. Okay. Ben and, if I get something from the grocery store... It's Ben and Jerry's cookie dough. Now, I did find this is something to look into. I also, if you're near Mundelein, Greg's custard in Mundelein is way better than like Culver's, but Culver's would suffice. Mm. You get, first of all, frozen custard blows away ice cream. I agree. Like, there's very few ice creams that can even contend with the worst frozen custard. So, let's say it's Culver's or Greg's in Mundelein. You get that, and they now sell in the grocery stores pouches of the bits they put in 
like Ben and Jerry's. So you can get the Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough chunks uh. in a bag, and you could put 50 of them in your ice cream if you want to. <laughs> yeah. But you could put it in your frozen custard. Ooh. Oh, there you go. That's a professional uh, tip. We, we, need from to, we need to invest in bringing tip. in just a couple gallons of whatever in here. <laughs> that way, when it's like yeah. just a real... The opposite of a barn burner. Yeah, we it's need... not going to work, Cody. We got too many guys that eat it right out of the gallon. That's true. Yeah. We got too many guys that be double scooping with the spoon, uh, and it's just yeah, going to be yeah. all COVID-y. Yeah. <laughs> COVID-y. Joel, Joel, update raspberry cheesecake. Was... Ooh, that I've never had never that. Had that. Right. Um, My normal as a kid was mint chip. Always mint chip. <laughs> David, David says, this, this ice cream content is why you yeah. come to CHGO for the post game show. That's hey, right, David. Well, Michael what doesn't up? agree. Michael wants us to talk about how cheap the owner is. Drumsticks. That's what they're called. That's what I. That's what it's called. A drumstick. I think I think ice cream is is more. Yeah, is just better to talk about. Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia. Cherry Garcia. Cherry. No, that's not chunks of cherry in there. That's my go-to. I like fruit in my ice cream. David, what this is? What this is? This is depression eating. We're doing on a podcast for you. I. It's just like. I, I could you want me to sit here and, and give you a rant every night? Like I can't do it, guys. I, I can't do it. So we're if we I could talk here, food five minutes. If we want to sit here podcast. for talk about food for five minutes. I, I don't have a problem. Oh, with I that. love talking about food. Culver <laughs> sells their pints in restaurants now. If do you they do, really? Wow. See, a lot of people a lot yeah, of people like the ice cream content, but maybe we should change. Should we talk about the squirrel saga that continued again today? I bet that squirrel eats cu- frozen custard if you put it in front of him. Well, the, pr- the pirates had that squirrel. Gary's bad for animals, I think. The yeah. pirates had the squirrel on, like, the real squirrel on the field today, or yesterday. And then yes. in a and during the today, race, they had a man in a squirrel costume Yeah, they running, found some. And they were trying to chase him with the net. Like You know what that is. They, found a, they went over to the furry convention and were like, hey, you got a squirrel over here? Yeah. And they didn't catch him either. I mean, they had a net and everything. You know the furry convention. You know no. what that is? When I, when I covered no. the Hawks with... Tampa Bay was in the Stanley Cup, and we were in Tampa. The furry convention was in downtown Tampa. And okay. it's people that love to dress up in furry costumes and get a little freaky. Sounds like Florida. It, it Sounds was, like Florida. <laughs> the street was littered with people dressed up as, like, bunnies and squirrels and, and like, you know, like giant Clark the Cub costumes. <laughs> So I do Clark have an, was not there, so don't start that rumor. I do have an update to my squirrel hunting international experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I texted my friend, my friend whose house it was. This is 10 years ago, so I, like, kind of, you know, I, some things I forgot. Yeah. So if you missed it. <laughs> what, <laughs> David Elliott, forget the Cubs. Some of us are here for food and <laughs> squirrels <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but, no, but so if you missed it earlier, I talked about my squirrel hunting. Yes. My friend had a squirrel in his, in, or two squirrels, it turned out. It was two squirrels that I forgot about. In his, uh, in his chimney, one of our friends went and pulled it out, and it just turned into this whole thing of trying to get the squirrels out of the mm-hmm. house. I forgot about this. As soon as he, the, the friend, opened the chimney, it was three of us. It was mine, me, my friend with the, that owned the, or his grandma's house or wherever it was, and the friend that decided to open the chimney, the squirrel just like climbed on him. It climbed on him, and he let out like oh, the worst, ugh. the worst shriek. Oh yeah, oh, he let the out rabies. the worst shriek. Uh, so yeah, so that one, ra- that one actually did around the front door. The second one is the one uh, that <laughs> ran into the uh, the back room. Slap shot. The, but what I forgot about is that my friend's dog. We ran to the back room and had the squirrel in his mouth. Oh squirrel, no! Had the squirrel, had the squirrel in his mouth. Wasn't like chomping down on it, but had it. Dog had to go and get so shots. We, we yelled, we yelled at the dog. Then she dropped it. Then it ran under the couch, and that's when we got the broom, shoved it out, and slapped. It was like the clean. Probably it was the cleanest. Just let the dog take care of it. No, that's that's inhumane. <laughs> that needed a squirrel to live, you know. I tell you, we had, was, yeah. we had raccoons in our house in Arlington Heights growing up. We had a mother with a split chimney that went down to the basement, and we started hearing squeaking noises in the chimney. And there wasn't uh, a mesh top on the, apparently on the top of the chimney. And so a mother raccoon had gone down one side and the babies had yeah. apparently slid all the way to the bottom. <laughs> no, it was the other way around. The babies were up in the chimney and the mother was all the way down in the bottom. And my sister, we came back from church one Sunday morning and my Nerf soccer ball was shredded in our basement. And I had a fit. I was swinging and... <laughs> I, I threw a fit in the basement, like accusing my sister of destroying my new 
Nerf soccer ball, and I didn't play soccer, but it was, you know, it was a new Nerf was ball. New. <laughs> and she swore she didn't do it, and then we heard this. It was a raccoon. We had raccoon. The mother was talking to the babies, oh, and they God. had to come try and smoke them out. Oh. And it, it, it was a big scene. Like, you know, he's like, the guy that came, the, uh, the, the raccoon guy was like, hey, when, when I start smoking them out, if, let me know if they start coming down the chimney. It's like, it's the middle of our living room. Like, what do you mean if they just start coming down? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Life in the Luke, burbs. young Luke having, a, like, a throwing a, a tantrum or oh. going crazy like that? <laughs> young Luke. It was a real tantrum. I, I do remember. I was not happy. It's, again, can only, can only imagine never if even you didn't get soccer. his ice cream or something. can only imagine if you didn't get your ice cream, dessert-wise. Oh, that's right. Well, mint chip, now cookie dough. I also will throw in one of my other favorite flavors, Peppermint ice cream in the winter. Mm. Around I the also, holidays, peppermint I, ice cream I forgot solid. to mention, like, the, the, the cookie with the ice cream in the middle sandwich things you can buy. Yeah, the ice cream sandwich, yeah. like the chocolate yeah. wafer, the, the, vanilla. The chocolate cookie. With the M&M's on it. The chocolate chip. Oh. You know I mean? Ooh, it's oh. an M&M chocolate chip cookie one? Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's like a sandwich. They have ice cream in the middle. Kevin knows. Mm. Yeah, those are fire. So Those things bang, especially when you buy them from the gas station. Michael wants the raccoons in the owner's box at Wrigley. <laughs> Not the squirrels. Not the squirrels. <laughs> the squirrels. Not the squirrels because they're too hard to get out. Hell yeah. All right. All you right. need to have like a perfect, just, it's like, it, like, it could have been on, a hot, on an ice rink, just the perfect, just hit out, like pass into the slab shot for a goal. Clean. Yeah. Clean, man. One, we got one minute that. before we wrap this thing up. Real quick, Keegan Thompson goes again. Um, oh, we're we're going to talk about the Cubs again, okay? Yeah, real quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Keegan Thompson was good. He made you not have to eat ice cream <laughs> yeah. last time. He yeah. looks like he's maybe, I know uh, Brendan talked a lot about it, and yeah. you did, like how he's trying to add a, it looks like maybe a slider, a sixth pitch. Yeah. But whatever it was, nine strikeouts against the Braves, that's what you wanted. That was the bounce back game you wanted yeah. to see from him. Oh, and that's, <laughs> no, well. Can we say? read the Super Chat yeah, first? Let's go ahead, let's go and then can chat. we read Jack's comment after that? Okay. So David says, and thank you for the super chat. He says, thanks for being here to do posts after many games. We appreciate you letting us vent. Love hearing you guys talk way better than Boog and Dempster. <laughs> I like Boog and Dem, but I like we Boog appreciate, and Dem the, too, appreciate but the support, man. We're always here. Yeah. This is a space to vent, because even if we're talking about ice cream. All right. I, we see you guys in the and, chat. And, letting, and, letting and, and we do up, read most okay. of the comments. It's not yeah. like... Not like we have any kind of agenda to, to not read any negative or positive. What it doesn't matter. We'll read them all. We're reading them all. I think that's the special thing about us. Then also, Jack says, uh, CHGO Ice Cream Podcast. It's turning into that. Starting it's, today. It's, it's we turning. might as well change the name and everything. Yeah. Turning into that. Back I to feel like I've lost five pounds. It's so hot. <laughs> I was just checking the furnace. Like, I thought I shut the thing off before the show. I don't think so. I still hear it blowing. It says 81. My back is just a swamp over That's here. That's why I wore this. this but you this. said you turned the heat on, right? I joked about uh, the heat. Oh, wow, I'm starting to wonder over here. I'm like, All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to Keegan. He had that great start after two really bad ones. You want to see that continue, obviously. I don't know. I guess we still have to kind of find out whether, what that slider is because um, that wasn't a pitch he'd thrown before. So uh, if that's another pitch he's throwing, or just even a variation of a different pitch like that, just that looked good, and and the results obviously were great on Friday, I believe. Um, so that you want to see that continue, and it's just like, again, Luke, you keep saying we're exploring. Like this season's all about exploring. Yeah, this is a season where can Ke- you're trying to answer can Keegan Thompson be a legit rotation piece, you know, for, for the long haul? And it's not saying like this is gonna tell us yes or no for sure. But the more he stacks up good outings, it's just going to go towards, like, knowing that he should be a rotation piece, kind of cement his spot in there. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm, 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 I'm hoping for our mayor to go six <laughs> innings again tomorrow. That would be awesome. That would be, you know, it would be a big lift for the Cubs because they haven't really been able to get it the last two days. Uh, three days, honestly. Uh, but – I'm with you, yeah. Like to see, you know, the slider, whatever you want to call it. Whatever I, it actually is. Yeah, whatever it actually is. To me, it all comes down to walks and just getting more consistent as the season goes along. I'm, like, I said last night about Killian, like, it's only his third major league start. You can't just, like, be out completely on him, uh, you know, after three starts and then the last two being bad. Keegan Thompson, he is – he has been with the Cubs since last year. 
I think we can be a little bit more critical of him this point. That's not to say that if he has a bad start that I'm out on him. That's not to say that if he has a great start that, like, he's going to be the number one star in the rotation next year. But I will say that as the season moves along, we need to start seeing more consistency from him if he's going to be a starter. That's, that's all I'm asking. You can't give us six strong, no runs, nine strikeouts, shoving it down one of the best offenses in the league lineup on Friday at 120 at the best vibe at the federal landmark and then give us a clunker against the Pirates. <laughs> if they do that tomorrow, yeah, you don't I will that. be sad and will be inhaling probably a pint of cookie dough Ben and Jerry's. That's there right. The Cubs are exploring. No My advice ads. to you tonight. No free ads. No free ads. Or tomorrow, if you're, if you're listening to this tomorrow, go explore some ice cream. Yes. Ice cream social, always going to make you feel better. Always. Exactly. Hold out about it. Potentially will, diabetic, but also make you feel better. I will be getting ice cream perhaps before I go to the White Sox tailgate tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if there's any Sox ooh, fans yeah. watching. Yeah, you can't take it there because it's just going to melt yeah, everywhere. But, I, you know, I'm, gonna prep- like I'm, I'm being a great company man, going to the Sox tailgate, showing support for my White Sox friends who work here at CHGO. I'm going to go there tomorrow. And I'm no, I know there's some Sox fans that probably listen to their show and remember the Crosstown Classic and, you know, heard some of the things I said probably. Paul. Um, yeah, Paul, whoever else. I'm probably going to I'm probably gonna get yeah. heckled a little bit. So I got to get my ice cream in before I get hurt again. So, so you show up with yeah, your scooter well, and your Jordans yeah, on. You're, you're fine. They're just going to be jealous of your vibe. There you go. That, should, that's a great spin. Should zone. we quickly just kind of give them because they're they're talking about yes. Us tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna, tomorrow. tomorrow's going to be a little bit different. Tomorrow, no pregame show, and it will just be an audio post game post game show. So there will not be a chat tomorrow. We will have an audio post game show podcast for you. Then on Thursday, we'll be back with a regular post game show chat. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thursday will be but no pregame the next two yeah. games. So we'll be yeah. Thursday, and then Corey and Brendan, which we'll I will join Fridays. them from. They'll be Friday, and I will join. I will join them. I'll be from St. Louis. I'll join them on Friday. Yeah. yeah so, so a little bit different plan. the next three days, uh, but we will still have post game shows for you each of the next three hey, days. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do another uh, Twitter broadcast thing. Yeah, maybe uh, yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Spaces, yeah, tomorrow we'll do a Twitter space because I'll be home by before. The Cubs play. Yeah, so uh, do it. if you don't follow us on Twitter, CHGO underscore Cubs, at Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. Thank you. And Cody underscore CHGO. Go, uh, go follow us on Twitter. We'll do a Twitter space tomorrow pregame. And uh, perhaps we'll let some people vent before the game. Yes. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs post-game podcast presented by PointsBet. Cubs lose 7-1. Spin zone. Go get your ice cream.